Today, I want to talk to you on a very important subject. And that is, I want to talk to you actually in the next probably three weeks about the grace of God. About the grace of God. You know, when you and I know more about God's grace, then we can draw closer to Him and see His hand extended. Let's bow our hearts in prayer. Father, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts today. Lord, we need you desperately. And I pray that Dishan would decrease and the Holy Spirit would increase. Lord, speak to our hearts. Change everyone according to your word. And make us what you want us to be. We commit ourselves into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, in life, we learn that you get what you earn, right? That's what some people say about life. Or, or there is nothing for free. Some say you make your bed and then you lie in it. You know, you get what you deserve in life. And if you want to make something of your life, it's up to you. You have to make it. It makes it difficult many times for us to relate to God. You know why? Because we are in this work-driven mentality. Go, go, go. Do, do, do. Right? The problem is, let's read in God's word, Psalm 145.8. God is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. Now the Bible says God is a gracious God. That means he loves uh, to be gracious to you. God loves to bless people who even don't deserve it. That's God's nature. Aren't you glad for that? I am glad that God blesses people who don't deserve it. You know, because otherwise I may not be blessed. Because I know I have weaknesses. I know I fail. You see, you can't understand the Christ-centered life at all unless you understand the grace of God. It is the heart of our faith. It is the heart of our relationship to God. The more you understand grace, the more you're going to be drawn to God. The more you're going to love God. The more you're going to be grateful to God. You know, one definition of grace is God's love in action. Another definition is God giving me what I need and not what I deserve. God gave me what I need and not what I deserve. One of my favorite uh, definitions I heard is grace is the face God wears when he looks at my failures. Grace is the face that God wears when he looks at my failures. You see, and he responds in a gracious way. You need to understand the difference between grace and mercy. Mercy is when God doesn't give us what we do deserve, which is punishment for sin, right? That's mercy. Grace is when God gives us what we don't deserve, which is blessing. Now, many think uh, God is some unpleasable parent up there in the sky. He's with a notebook and a pen, right? And he's watching your every move. Oh, that was good. That was bad. Right? And you think you have to earn God's approval. You think if you do a certain number of good works, 
then God is going to say, good girl, good boy. Friend, I want to tell you, you and I are saved by grace, not by your works or deeds, right? It is all God's doing. When you really understand grace, it's going to bring so much joy to your life. It's the most liberating thing in the world. Today, I want us to look at a few aspects of grace, actually five, right? And we are going to go through an acrostic on grace, G-R-A-C-E, right? Now, this reminds me of a story of a professor. He went to Yale University and decided he would speak on what is a Y-A-L-E, Yale student. So he said, I'm going to speak on four attributes of a Y-A-L-E, Yale student. They are young, then they are adventurous, they are loyal, and they are enthusiastic. But he started to speak and he went on and on for two hours on this four-letter acrostic. The students got bored and tired, and by the time it was all over, he looked down at a student on the front row and he said, well, son, what did you think of my speech? The kid, he looked up and he said, I was just thanking God. I went to Y-A-L-E, Yale, and not to the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Now, I promise you that my G-R-A-C-E, Grace Acrostic, isn't going to be that long. Okay, so let's look at this. The first one I want you to look at, we're talking about God's grace, God's saving grace, right? The first one, the G, the G is God's gift to you or God's gift to me, right? God's gift to me. Let's read Romans 3.24, Romans 3.24. All of us need to be made right with God by his grace, which is a free gift through Jesus Christ. So you see here, it is a free gift. Many people think that they're saved by works, by earning their way to heaven, by being good enough that God says, okay, come on in. You know, if you were to ask people on the street, how do you get to heaven? You're going to get a lot of different answers. You know, some would say the way you get to heaven is you try to be good and do your best. Or some will say you work real hard at being good and just try to be a good moral person. Or some would say do more good things in life than bad things in life. And if your good pile is higher than your bad pile, you're going to say, God is going to say, good guy, good gal, come on in. And it's all based on what you do. I want to tell you that is not grace. You need to understand that God says here that salvation is absolutely free. Friend, listen to me. We are, we are in, a, in a work, work, work culture. Do it for yourself. If you don't do for yourself, who is going to do it for you, right? And that's the, that's, the, that's the kind of foundation we want to keep going on. But I want to tell you, when you get to know God and you get to know His grace, you will completely, or you'll, you'll actually find something completely different to that. You don't work. It's a free gift. Tell me, who works for a free gift? No, you don't work. It's a free gift. God says salvation is absolutely free. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. 
and you can't work for it. You see, this is the fundamental difference between uh, Christ's sayings and other teachings, right? Christianity is built on grace. It says God just gives you salvation. You don't do anything to earn it. Others base things on works and you can summarize them in one word, do. You have to do to get. If you do, then this will happen. It's always something you have to do. Rules, regulations, rituals, right? On the other hand, if you were to summarize what Christ said in one word, it is the word done, not do. Done. It's already been done for you. It was done on the cross by Jesus. He paid for your salvation. He paid for your sins. It's already been done. If somebody asks you, what can I do to be saved? You can shock them by saying, you're too late. Pause a bit and then say, you're about 2,000 years too late. What needed to be done for your salvation, my friend, has already been done. You can't do anything about it. You know why? Jesus Christ already did it. He paid for your salvation on the cross. And now it's a free gift to you. That's why Jesus Christ, when he was hanging on the cross, he stretched out his arms. And one of the things he said was, it is finished. He didn't say, I am finished. Because he wasn't. He's still alive today. He rose and resurrected himself. That's what we celebrate on Easter Sunday. He said, it is finished. What is the it? The it is your salvation. You see, the plan to provide grace for every person who needs it, that plan is finished. It was finished on the cross. There isn't anything you or me can do to save ourselves. You see, you just accept God's free gift of grace. I'm not getting to heaven based on what I do. I am getting to heaven based on what has already been done for me by Jesus Christ. It's God's gift to me. That's the G in grace. Let's look at the R. So R, receive by faith. Receive by faith. Now God's gift is received by faith. In Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says this, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is the gift of God not of works so that no one can boast faith is the key that unlocks the door of heaven right it's just a gift but you have to receive it by faith he says because salvation is a gift you cannot boast about it you know, if you could work your way to heaven, do you realize how miserable it would be up in heaven? Oh, everybody would be boasting on how they got there. Oh, you got here by doing this sense? My goodness, I got here. I did 10 times more than you. You see, God says it's a grace gift. Your salvation is just that. I I'll just give you forgiveness, but I'll give it to you for free. I give you heaven for free. So what do you do with a gift? You can't boast about it. You can only accept it and be grateful for it. 
in the book of Romans chapter 4 verse 16 it says this people receive God's promise by having faith now this is the promise of salvation okay people receive God's promise by having faith this happens so that the promise can be a free gift you see salvation isn't based on my performance it's based on God's promise. It's not based on my goodness. It's based on God's grace. I'm getting to heaven, not based on my merit, but God's mercy. That's why he gets all the credit. He gets all the glory. Who are we? We are just mere humans. We are messengers. You see, God does it. It's his grace that has done it. You know, and, and there's nothing I can do. It's a free gift that's received by faith. Let's go to the A in the grace acrostic. A is available to everyone. Available to everyone. God doesn't play favorites. Regardless of your background, regardless of your status, regardless of your sin, it doesn't matter whether you've been a religious person or a non-religious person or uh, whether you have any religious background at all. In the book of Romans chapter 4 verse 16, it says, The promise is not only for those people that live under the law of Moses. It is for anyone who lives with faith like Abraham. Who are these people who live under the law of Moses? They are the Jews. The Jewish people were given the law of Moses. Moses was their leader. They were... Uh, given the ways of God to do the right thing before the rest of us uh, were, were given these things. Right now, now what has happened, it, what was only given to the Jews, now it's open to all. Because God says it's available to anybody who opens up their heart in faith. In Romans 10.13 it says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Friend, there are no allocations in heaven. It doesn't say only uh, really good people will be saved if they call on the name of the Lord. Really religious people, really smart people. No, it says anybody who calls on the name of the Lord, anybody who has faith in the grace of God will be saved. Saved from eternal sin, saved from eternal damnation, saved from Satan and, and his uh, plans of destruction you know he brings eternal life into you and into me for those who come to him and ask of him anyone it doesn't matter who you are you see you may have done some really nifty things in life but if you think they're going to get you into heaven forget it heaven is perfect and you're not I'm not the only way you're going to get in is by receiving God's gift to you receive it by faith which is available to every person. Then I want to bring to you, talking about grace, the sea in grace. The sea, it comes through Christ. Grace comes through Christ. In John 1.17, it says this, The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Now, why through Jesus Christ? Why is Jesus Christ the only way to heaven? Why not somebody else? Why Jesus Christ? 
I'll tell you why. Because he paid the price of admission. He already paid for your salvation. Nobody else has done that one. You know, on the cross, he paid for your sins. Grace is free, no doubt about that. But it is not cheap. It cost Jesus Christ his life. He paid for your ticket and your admission to heaven. In the book of Romans 5.15, it says this. Many people have received God's gift of life by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ. So this verse is very clear, right? Salvation comes because of the grace of one man, Jesus Christ. Now I want to give you an example. Let's believe that this sheet of paper is my life, right? So my life um, is, 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 I'm born pretty good, pretty well. But then in life I fall into sin. I get messed up, I have bad habits, I lie, I cheat, I, I, I'm really messed up. I commit adultery, I have bad thoughts, I have uh, just, just different things broken, I'm scarred, right? And there is no chance of this life of mine, which is crushed and messed, of getting into heaven. So now we see that my life is all messed up, tattered, sin, scarred. And, 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 and really, uh, no chance of getting into heaven because of all the muck. But then Jesus Christ, he pays a price. He goes on the cross. He, he pays for my sins. He sheds his blood, gives me so I can have forgiveness. And what does he do? He welcomes me to be part of him. And what does he do? He takes me in. And now I am covered in him, in his righteousness. You don't see my tatters, right? Because I'm covered with his righteousness. And I have got the gift of salvation through Christ. So when I'm in Christ, can you see my imperfections? Can you see the things that I'm ashamed of? No. All you can see when I am in Christ is Christ. You can't see me. You see, I get into heaven on Christ's ticket. When he looks at me with eyes of grace, he only sees the perfection of Jesus Christ. That's what happens when God looks at me. In the book of Galatians, chapter 2, verse 21, it says this, Don't treat the grace of God as meaningless. For if we could be saved by keeping the law, that's by doing good, okay? Then there was no need for Christ to die. You see, if you could be saved and could get into heaven on your own merits without any help from God, Jesus wouldn't have come and died on the cross for you. You're either going to get into heaven in Christ or you're not going at all. Well, finally, let's look at E in the grace acrostic. E is extended throughout eternity. Extended throughout eternity. In the book of Romans 6.23, a familiar verse of scripture, it says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, eternal life is one of the benefits of grace. God saves the best for the last, and the best is yet to come. 
With Jesus Christ, it just keeps getting better and better. The Bible tells us that heaven is going to be a place like this. Heaven is going to be a place of reunion where we are reunited with other loved ones who have accepted the grace of God. It is going to be a place of reward. We are rewarded for the character that we developed and the way we served other people here on earth. Heaven is going to be a place of release where we are free from all pain, all suffering, all sadness, all sorrow, all grief, all depression, all loneliness. I want to tell you, my friend, it's going to be a wonderful place. And it is the gift of God. In fact, the Bible says this in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18. It says, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. God wants to be gracious to you. It is his nature to bless undeserving people like you and like me. He's waiting for us to accept his grace. He enjoys being gracious. I want to tell you, he's not mad at you. His heart is broken for you. But he wants you to come home. He tells a woman at the well in John chapter 4, who had divorced five times and was living with the sixth man. He said, I will give you water to drink that you will never thirst again. He then tells a woman in John chapter 8, she's caught in adultery. And he says, what, when everybody else wants to stone her, uh, he says, I don't condemn you. And then he says, now, just stop doing it. Stop doing sin. Go now and don't sin anymore. Let me help you change. He's not saying, just keep on doing whatever is destroying your life. Or, you know, what, whatever is opposing the laws of God. No, he just said, go and sin no more. God's telling you that. He's telling you, don't worry. This is my grace. This is who I am. I've come to change it around. I'm the God of forgiveness. I'm the God of love. God's amazing grace is available right here and right now. Today, that's why he brought you here to listen even to this message. You're not here by accident. You're not, you know, I don't know where you are, probably at home or somewhere on, around the television or or on some device, but he has brought you here. Because if you have never received that saving grace, that gift, what are you waiting on? Friend, salvation, right? You receive it through his grace.